This is episode number 293. Is hope the same as expectations? With Dorothy Ogre. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to make a few quick announcements. First one being thanking the sponsor of this particular episode, and that is Say Your Peace. Say Your Peace aims to spark global change through self-transformation and community dialogue. Share your story by using hashtag SayYourPeace, that's P-E-A-C-E, and follow them on Instagram or Facebook. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our weekly conversation that takes place every single Friday at 10.45 a.m. Central Time, hosted through LinkedIn or Facebook Live, where we explore the connection between one's personal narrative and the topics of resilience, grief, gratitude, and many other topics. If you would like to join us live or visit our archive of previous conversations, please consider visiting our YouTube channel at overcomingodds.today, where you will be able to find all of the latest discussions as well as ways that you can join any of the upcoming ones. The final announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our show, and that is if our show has had any form of impact in your life, please consider supporting our work by either making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. That was really good. That was a really, really profound conversation on just relationships. And, and I just thought it was also kind of ironic how, you know, you and I were going to connect and talk about this concept of expectations and hope and how, I mean, relationships, a good portion of that is just based on hope. Like you and hope expectations. It yeah, you <laughs> hope it works in the direction that you want. And you're right, expectations. Yeah. Like yeah. Wanting certain things to to work a certain way or not. and so I just I was just sitting there and listening. I was like, wow, it's it's really not a coincidence that Dorothy and I are literally talking about all of this once this conversation concludes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to I wanted to connect with you and, and have this conversation with you because I've genuinely been interested in this concept of hope in the past uh, couple of weeks or so. And and I tried to break it down and you were able to see the structure of the different uh, topics that I wanted to explore with people. And one of the things that I wanted to explore with you was this concept of hope versus expectations. And is there a difference between the two? Is there not? Do we, do many of us just say, Hey, I hope for this when really we mean I expect this to happen. And um, also what level or what role does uncertainty play in the two? Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to uncertainty as it relates to expectations and uncertainty as it relates to hope. So, you know me well by now, many loaded questions to begin with. <laughs> but, but I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the nature of, of our conversation. So I figured the best way that maybe we can even begin this is exploring, do you believe that there's a difference between hope and expectations? And if so, what might that be? 
Yeah, for me, there's a clear difference. I mean, it's not a clear difference, but there's clearly a difference. It's mm-hmm. a better way to say this. Um, for me, when I think of expectations, I really uh, envisage something that's um, almost measurable. You know, it's like a linear kind of thing. So there is a, a certain amount of things you do, you get to certain results. And so you, or you do, or you expect, you know, you, you want others to do, and that brings you to a certain result. Mm. And it's not always fulfilled or things like that, but it's, you know, there's this idea that you in some ways control or that some people control um, the outcome that you're looking for, something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas for me, hope is more of the, in the realm of the, of the complex, you you uh, you don't know. You 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 just uh, you you looking into a, a potential, something that may happen in the future, that may be there, that you meet, you might become at some point. Um, less about uh, if I do this and that and that, then this is going to happen, and there's almost it's almost certain it's going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, except if something chaotic happens or you know something out of the ordinary happens. So so uh, yeah. That's, that would be my first answer to you is uh, I see there is a difference. Do you find yourself throughout your life, are you living more in alignment with one than the other? Because the only reason why I ask that is because I know from my experience, I've learned that just the way expectations are perceived in the outside world is that, hey, don't expect much, receive more at times. And I, and I wonder, like in your case, when it comes to the difference between the two, do you, are you in li- are you living in alignment with one more than the other? So do, do you try to be quote unquote hopeful throughout your day-to-day activities or do you expect certain things to play out the way that you want? And maybe that goes back to Lachelle's famous phrase, phase being married to the outcome. And, but so I'm, di- yeah. I'm just curious, like, in your day-to-day, are you leaning one way or the other or is it a combination of the two somehow? I guess it, it will vary a little bit uh, according to the context in which mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but generally, I live in the in the realm of hope. <laughs> that's also in my in my poetry. That's also what I um, what I bring forward or what I I touch uh, with my words is that uh, um, idea that things are possible. Um, that idea that uh, um, you can. Um, Either it's it's a question of achieve, or you can become, or you can be, or you can um, things can be different than what they are today, uh, and it's not only due to what you do. You know, it's not just linked, attached to what you put into place for that. Uh, uh, and it's a sense. It's also a, uh, I guess it's also a state of mind, uh, or or maybe a, I don't know if it's an emotion, but it's a state of mind of. Uh, um, looking for something that's open, uh, for something that's um, probably is positive. I mean, that's usually what, what we hope for. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something that you don't necessarily control completely. That's uh, you, you leave some part of it to the unknown, to, to um, serendipity, to, to, to luck, maybe be chance, or, or I mean, or just uh, um, you don't, life, life happening or not happening, you know? So, so yeah, I tend to be for, for more in hope. What do you think contributes to that? The, the hopeful state of mind, state, state of being, whatever way mm-hmm. you want to? Uh, for me, there's, um, 
I have a basic trust in life. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the, one of the, maybe the, 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 the belief I've gone through all my life is that uh, things turn out all right. <laughs> so that's a, I think it's a hopeful statement there. Uh, but I found through experience that, um, yes, my, my hope is, is valid and, you know, things, things turn out all right. And uh, at least for me, or, you know, if, even if you, even if I go through very difficult uh, uh, circumstances or experiences, I, um, it's that one bit of hope that gives me the strength as well and the re resilience I need that there is a you know a light at the end of the tunnel or that is mm -hmm. um that there is uh um that we are human or uh that life doesn't mean uh to uh to be you know doesn't have any particular evil design or you know so i have this basic uh trust in the in the goodness of life i guess mm -hmm. um yeah I wonder, it, because I, I share much of what you said, and the first thing that came to mind is being able to maintain perspective. And, and I know mm -hmm. that for me, however many years ago at first, when I would share this with my friends, they would say, why do you have to always play the role of a devil's advocate? And I would joke with them and I say, well, because it's kind of one of the only ways to see the other side to the story, to the same coin. And I think in regard to maintaining that perspective, I think it's the same exact thing that I've noticed within my life that yes, there are circumstances that quote unquote may not be as I expected them to be or desirable, but at the same time, having the ability to reframe or develop a different yeah. perspective around yeah. them, it does make it in your favor, so to speak. Yeah. You know, if it rains outside, it's like, okay, that that's, it's prohibiting me from doing certain things that I wanted, but at the same time, where is it creating opportunities for me to do things that I may not have done? before mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so i think much of what you what you're saying as well is that it, i truly do believe it's a mindset now i'm not yeah. saying i woke up with that one day and maybe i <laughs> wish that it was like that but this is probably eight to ten twelve years in the making but at the same time i guess what i'm saying is that for me i've realized after a while that it is possible to make life's way your way so to speak yeah mm-hmm yeah, and I think I, I'm totally with you in the, on the question of perspective. Mm -hmm. um, also in terms of maybe, you know, looking at your situation and looking at somebody else's situation. So then already, if you look at, you know, three, four, five different situations, mm -hmm. there's so many different possible outcomes or, or situations or, yeah. you know, scenarios possible. So, so you, you kind of, uh, I guess, learn or realize that uh, your scenario may not be the only one. Mm -hmm. uh, and hence that other things are possible, right? So mm -hmm. there's a, a parallel universe or something mm -hmm. like that that you can. Uh, um, and also, there's a perspective of time. I guess it's also um, that you 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 know if you are in the in the darkest in your darkest hour, uh, you also have the perspective of time of saying, well, maybe tomorrow it's not the same thing, right? So so if I, you know, if I stick with my walk or if I stick with my um, my story here if, with that situation here, if I remain patient or calm or, you know, then, um, or if I, if I do my exercises or whatever it is that you, you, you are looking for, that uh, things change over time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I find interesting about all of this is that the more I've been able to maintain perspective, the more hopeful I begin to notice mm -hmm. myself because then I'm able to put myself in situations that yes, this might be one scenario, but at the same time, once I, once I open it up to other possibilities of it happening, 
I started to realize that that hope actually amplified itself because now I'm able to see different ways that certain things can play out and not necessarily according to the way that I expected them to be, but more so just knowing that, okay, here is a variety of other ways that the same exact event can be experienced. So therefore I could stay more hopeful for a different outcome. And, yeah. and, I, and I think that's the other thing that I, I've learned, and, and I'm curious to hear what your perspective on this as well, is that especially when it comes to times of adversity, I know that for many years, the thing that I expected, so to speak, was I was hoping for a better thing, a brighter day, mm-hmm. better situation. But what I've learned over time is that it, throughout life, it's, it's not necessarily always possible. And, and, then the, and the only reason yeah. why I say that is because how can you truly compare yesterday's circumstances to, to today and say that somehow today are better when really there is no benchmark to go off of? Today's circumstances are drastically different from yesterday's circumstances and how I experienced them yesterday is drastically different from how I experienced them today. Yeah. So I, I think that that's another thing that maybe somehow is, um, I don't, I'm not going to say a myth, but a harder concept for me to grasp is, is this concept of a hopeful future when really there is the, the benchmark is constantly moving. Yeah, and I mean, you change as well. So, so the, the, the way you, in, in that mm-hmm. indeed you respond to things is different. So, so you may um, uh, experience it in a more positive way or in a more constructive way or less, uh, less so. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting because it's kind of like we, we have this, this myth of things having to be better mm-hmm. every time, better and better and better. And there's some, the idea of progress and, um, and I guess there is a, the, the, there's a valid point for, for saying, well, let's, let's just appreciate what we have. And that's, uh, um, and that's a great thing. Uh, and that will help us also go through the, you know, the worst of times, uh, appreciate people, appreciate situations. Um, I think there is, um, it, it works alongside thinking about the expectations as well. And, you know, sort of the checklist, the things that we are expecting as well. And, you know, we were talking about relationship and when we have this idea, when we, you know, we, we, we are grown with this idea that you, you need your, your partner needs to have, you know, X, X, Y, Z to be a good partner. And then you realize that, you know, they have the checklist about you as well. So you think, okay, so sometimes, yeah. you know, they say, well, no, it's not compatible because my checklist is not complete. And I think at some point we, we realize that, um, those kind of expectations so it's best to let them go and to to i guess to go for a different type of um yeah i don't know how to call that uh, um uh, you know that you're looking for something else uh and, and is that hope or is that uh, is that expectation is that letting go of expectation is that uh, allowing uh, for the idea that um, of in a way allowing for the idea that uh, miracles are possible or or strange things are possible or this mm-hmm. uh, um, but it doesn't mean that uh, it has to be something that grows better over time mm-hmm. or that uh, I, I guess you're right you cannot say like yesterday was such a horrible time today must be better and mm-hmm. tomorrow is going to be even better uh sometimes uh, and some people say yesterday was you know the best time ever and now it's now mm-hmm. it's bad time and we're getting worse and worse so so um how do you define hope with that for me it's um touching the potential touching the uh, having this and it's a state of mind looking at uh, um 
not necessarily things are better or different, but it's my dream of what is possible, of what mm-hmm. could be. Mm-hmm. Um, do you need to compare it with today or tomorrow? What do you think is the value of having expectations or expectations period? What mm-hmm. value do you think they have in, in, in our lives? I think expectations can be very good in um, as, a, as an engine, um, as a driver to, to move us from one point to another point, to put our resources together to create something uh, and to um, probably communicate and, and discuss those expectations with other people that are involved. So, so once we realize, you know, to, to make sure that we have similar expectations, that we understand what the other people's expectations are or what are expectations of um, the projects we want to fulfill, mm-hmm. then we sort of can gather resources towards it. Um, and that's more, in that sense, more specific, so more concrete, mm. um, more, more defined maybe, uh, or, you know, it depends a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. In that sense, hope, um, I guess hope opens the mind and the heart uh, and maybe it allows us to see the opportunities maybe, mm-hmm. um, but doesn't not necessarily give us the energy to, to, to put the effort in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how I viewed it. And, and I think the other thing that stood out to me from what you were sharing, it's kind of relating it back to how, expectations are viewed in in a day-to-day life especially with societal pressures and and norms that have been created around them and that's you know don't have many expectations and things like that but at the same time I have to get curious because I think that even though there are certain things that may benefit from not having some expectations such as the conversation we're having before like meeting the right person or meeting the, the one so to speak and and really just not not being able to maybe reach that because it's just such a um, uh, small parameter of, of possibility as far as what that person has to be when the reality it's that person may meet four out of the five on the checklist, but you know, it's still um, so. It, and then there's that level of compromise. What are you willing to compromise and not? But the, the reason why I asked you, what is the value of them? Because I think, expectations in my opinion oftentimes don't get discussed enough rather they get dismissed yeah. but yeah. there is a there is tremendous value in having them there is an yeah. expectation for these conversations that we have now there are certain things we can't control we can't control who listens to it when they listen to it how many people listen to it all these other things but we can control as far as okay this is the topic we choose to discuss wherever it goes that's where it goes we have no idea but, yeah. <laughs> and then we can also, do, you know, discuss the parameters, like here's the time that both of us have in our schedules, availability and all these other things. So I think it does tie into expectation, which also probably ties into hope, hoping that it's going to play out its own course. But I, I think there is, um, I, I think there's a fine line between the two, but I, I do think that in my opinion, both of them can have a space in, in this world. Yeah, Absolutely. And even also in terms of expectations towards, a, you know, a partner or something like that is, um, as, as you say, it's very important uh, to, to, to discuss them and to communicate around that. But also, mm-hmm. um, you may have expectations at different level, like, um, 
I would expect my partner to treat me right, you know, to uh. to, to have respect for me, right? I think that's an, a normal expectation to have. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes due to life circumstances, we may not in the beginning have those expectations of, you know, being treated fairly or being um, given an opportunity to grow or uh, given an opportunity to be vulnerable or that type of things. And, and, and these are, I think, expectations that we, we can have, maybe that we should have, or at least that we can learn to, uh, to review for ourselves and see, okay, is that something that I, I find important? So it comes to the values. What do you do when a partner, and you know, we, we had this conversation before, so we're just going to stick <laughs> to, to this concept, but what do you do when a partner doesn't meet some of these expectations that are critical to your core values? Uh, you yeah <laughs> in an emotional state or in a rational state or, you know either to, you know, so what hap- has happened is that i would get furious and have a, <laughs> a big a big argument um and over time of course this is uh you know the conversation is, is is having that conversation um and and i think a lot of the time what has happened to me has been to sort of uh, reflect uh, myself about how have I expressed, am I expressing expressing these expectations? Because are they clear to me? Are they clear to them? You know, what I'm expecting from other people. Um, and especially when it's, it's an intense relationship or, you know, in a, um, a, a meaningful relationship. Um, I have had conversation after, you know, when there's a series of incidents that have happened. So I think that's uh, where we, we, we sort of clarified uh, uh, because when I have, uh, like when I say, you know, I'm expecting my partner to respect me, um, that still doesn't say, you know, how, <laughs> you know, what are yeah. the, the little things in life that's, that's mean that they respect us, right? So that mm-hmm. I respect them. So it's also about that. It's about having the, the conversations about what contribute to, to my um, values being respected or not. Um, most of the time I've put myself in question and I've grown through it. Mm-hmm. And I've also um, had this conversation then with the other partner. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, they, they have um, shifted something in their perspective or sometimes I have shifted something in my perspective. And then we've grown through that. Um, and, and in some cases, I mean, uh, also um, the relationship just cannot happen, right? Because the, the the difference is too big. Do you find that from one relationship to the next, the, those expectations, so to speak, do they shift? Do some of them, are some of them greater than others? For example, from a friend to a significant other to someone that you just passed by on the street, like do you, do you have a different thing that you go off of or is it all relatively the same except that the only thing that changes is the person or the other party, so to speak? I, I don't know. I think the level of tolerance might mm-hmm. be different. Like you may, uh, and I'm, I don't know what the answer is on yeah. that. <laughs> so whether, whether I'm, I think sometimes I'm more tolerant towards uh, people I know less, you know, because uh, mm. I just think, okay, either they're passing by or I don't know them really well. So, so it may, you know, I'm so it's almost like to... giving them benefit of the doubt for like yeah, things that yeah. may or, they may or may not know. Yeah. Yeah. 
So this uh, benefit of the doubt is certainly uh, uh, something I will use. Um, I think, yeah, in that in the degree of, of uh, also in some relationship or some people that you meet, um, there's the benefit of the doubt, but there's also um, is our, uh, the, 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 is the time that we're going to have together um, meaningful enough for us to have a conversation about that or for me to, you know, to sort of have demands that would be um, that maybe they cannot meet. And as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, well, that's, that's a shame and that's sad because every, every moment you have with people should be meaningful. So maybe it's a, it's a little bit lazy to say, you know, um, because I, I probably won't meet them for a long time or you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to invest in that. So, mm -hmm. um, like you were saying uh, just earlier on that at the moment you are meeting a lot of people and for a very short period of time, mm -hmm. but uh, you feel like every element of that, of those meetings, this, this, uh, it's meaningful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a, um, uh, you, you're investing the time and uh, uh, in, in those even short relationships. And I think each one of them has its own meaning or carries its own meaning and, and has its own way to impact the larger narrative, so to speak. And that's something that I've realized even staying in the first husband, hostel in Lisbon, there was one person I connected with. So for the 67 days that I stayed there, I shared a room with three other people and two of them I, I really connected with and, and the um, fourth person, I guess you could say, I also connected with around this topic of snoring. He, he used to snore <laughs> a lot. And so, you know, we, we developed a mutual bond there. But there was there was one person that, uh, two people, one was from Estonia and the other one was from France. And, and the one that was from France, he spoke English, but not to the ability where we can have some of these more um, deeper conversations because there was just a language barrier as, as far as his vocabulary allowed. And I found that even in those situations, I, I literally had two choices or however many choices that were available to me. A, I could choose not to engage and create mm -hmm. this wall yeah. around an expectation that, okay, he can't communicate. Therefore mm -hmm. I can't ask some of these questions. Yeah. But then I just started to realize that there's so many different ways to express what is within him and so as long as I create the space, maybe he's, maybe he will find the language to convey to me what it is that he feels about X, Y, and Z subject. And that turned out to be exactly true. One of the phase we went out and we had um, Chinese food at one of the restaurants and through just basic uh, use of the English language, like he was able to tell me certain things that yeah. I didn't think were possible. So I think what I've learned through this experience is that those opportunities are always there, or maybe they're just there for me because that's how I choose to approach life. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like, I, I can also name you, give you numerous times where neither one of us spoke English and we're still mm -hmm. able to feel like we understood each other because the expectation was not set so high that, okay, if you can't mm -hmm. converse in this language, therefore I can't understand what you're saying. And so I think maybe even within that and, literally how you and I even started this conversation maybe there was an element of hope that yes despite of the yeah. language barrier and despite of x y and z appearances we might not be able to understand each other but the reality is that there's so many different things that I think are communicating it all at the same time in body language to a degree is universal so yeah 
then the question yeah. becomes is yeah. what what can't you convey through body language? Yeah. Why yeah. do you need the verbal part? Yeah. Yeah, you never know what is possible. Yeah. And and you never yeah. know where the person is and you never know how advanced they are in mm -hmm. using that. They might have had to communicate through body language for the past 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And they might know certain things within that language that you may never been able to express. And you may have also have conversations with people who are, you know, um, masters in, in English and and still, you know, there's no conversation because uh, um, there's no connection or because yeah. there's no opening or because there's no willingness to to listen to, to the other person's point of view or, mm -hmm. you know, there are other barriers. Uh, so, so yes, yeah, so I have to revise my view. <laughs> 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 the heart of self-protection or laziness or thinking okay maybe it's not uh, it's not worth um, um, speaking about my expectations or mm -hmm. um, you know entering those type of conversations because I won't be seeing them long or something like mm -hmm. that so, mm -hmm. which um, yeah Dorothy obviously, I mean it's still a choice we can have right yeah <laughs> and I think that's the beauty of it is that I, I'm a huge believer that that choice is always there now, whether or not I'm always aware of the options, I think that's probably a different story. But I think the choice to either go one way or another, I, I do believe it's always there. Yeah. Yeah. So I can look at any of these conversations and choose to create meaning from them. Or I could walk away and say that was completely meaningless, waste of time, yeah. waste of energy, X, Y, and Z. But yeah. I, I think yeah, or I just with... needed to be, I just needed to be by myself mm -hmm. and that's it. You know, that's mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know? or or even learn something about myself from the time where the other person couldn't communicate much. Yeah. I mean, there's still that opportunity that exists. How can I better communicate to someone who's yeah. not able to communicate in the same way that I'm doing? Even mm -hmm. if it is the same language and going mm -hmm. back to partners, like communication is huge in those circumstances. So how do you communicate with someone about your deepest fears, your strongest insecurities, things like that. And um, I, I just think it's fascinating. I, I think it really is fascinating when it comes to this this concept and the ability to converse about some of these things and you just never know you, you never know yeah. who's listening and you never know what perspective they might develop after listening to a conversation in fact i had a um a poetry workshop around the topic of hope um called mm -hmm. uh, hope is not for everyone which uh, was an interesting topic to, <laughs> to go mm -hmm. with and i was really surprised at some of the um, you know, the, the poetry that came out of that or some of the perspectives on hope that came out of that because, uh, uh, you know, there was uh, one person saying, uh, I realize in fact that I, I don't like hope, uh, you know, that I have, that I'm afraid of hope mm. because, um, you know, because of the situation I'm in and so on that, you know, it's kind of giving me a, a different sensation than what's obviously I was explaining. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. hope is... Uh, Why did you pick that? I'm just genuinely curious because that's a really thought-provoking question. Yeah, I, uh, I like to uh, use thought-provoking uh, topic and I chose that one because I read it, I guess, in an article and I was a little bit um, scandalized, you know, that someone would say hope is not for everyone because obviously hope is for everyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. so, so I thought, well, this is an interesting topic so uh, it caught my attention and also because i that's something that i put in my poetry i think is mm -hmm. uh, 
um, that sense of, of hope uh, is, is one of the big elements in my poetry, I think. So, so I, I thought it's interesting to see, you know, how that could develop into a conversation side. with others. And yeah, yeah so, so that was uh, really interesting. We had some beautiful poems come out of that. <laughs> That's awesome. Obviously, I know of ways to connect with you and learn more about your work. But for anyone that's going to be listening to this, how do people learn more about what you're doing and the poetry and workshops and everything that you have going on in your world? I guess the best way would be through, through my website, which is mm-hmm. um, dorothyoger.eu. So uh, O-G-E-R. <laughs> to to uh, connect uh, through LinkedIn as well, because I, I share uh, on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Uh, so that's how they can find me. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can hear all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we look forward to having you next time.